Welcome back to The Brandon White Show, where we have conversations worth listening to give you an edge to win in your business and your life. I'm your host, Brandon White. Here we go. Welcome back to The Edge Podcast, giving you the edge to win in business and in life. Here's your host, Brandon White. Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about three cash flow metrics you must monitor to grow and run your company. First thing I want to talk about real quick is that profits aren't cash. Profits are an accounting term and accounting can be incredibly creative, meaning you can change your P&L statement to appear to show that you are making a profit when in fact that profit number may not equate into actual cash, and you can't pay your bills without cash. Cash flow is the most important thing in your financials. Balance sheet is certainly important. It tells you what your assets and liabilities are and your owner's equity and those things, but that's a point in time, literally a point in time. So that balance sheet is changing all the time. It's not telling what you have at that moment when it was printed or that you're looking at it. The P&L is telling you, in theory, what your profit is. Your cash flow is actually telling you how much cash you have in the bank or bank and other accounts to use to pay your bills. So it's really important. And cash flow is incredibly important when you're a growing company. I've experienced this where we're growing so fast that you're in a cash crunch. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And when that happens, it's not good. So cash flow is the most important thing I believe you can keep your eye on in running your business. The first metric that you really want to keep your eye on is collection days. And collection days is how long is it taking you to get your money? And if you're listening to this right now and thinking to yourself, well, Brandon, I collect my money on the internet and people pay via credit card. That's awesome. When you start getting into millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, which I hope you do, those collection days from the credit card company moving money into your account will probably start to extend. I've seen people with just a few million dollars experience where the credit card companies aren't releasing funds. And they're not releasing funds because the credit card company is taking risk on for you. So if there's returns or disputes or whatever happens and they don't have your money to give back, then they have to give their money, which effectively means they're loaning your company money. And they're not going to do that as the risk goes up. So they're going to hold back some of your funds. They may hold back all of your funds. Maybe you get a a bunch of disputes for whatever reason. You could This could be a product or a service company and you just happen to get a string of them, they may not release your money for 90 days. I've seen it where some of them, some people haven't gotten their money for 120 days. In better cases, they're going to hold back 30% or 40%. But that number can add up, especially when you need that cash to pay your bills. So collection days is really important to understand. And if you're invoicing your clients, you want to control those invoicing days. And I probably would have that discussion with my vendors up front and say, hey, look, I'm a small business. I need to collect the money 
within 30 days at the max. If somehow you could pay us within 15, that would be tremendous. If you could pay us within seven, all the better. And have these discussions because you want to get that cash in the door as fast as possible, even if it costs you a little bit more. My wife, Yvette, runs a dog training business and she likes to collect her money from instructors quickly. Now, she could wait for them to send a check or ACH the money or however that happens. Or what she did is she set up a system where they can pay via credit card. Now, it costs her 2.5% and 30 cents a transaction. But what she found was that when she sends that invoice out and allows them to pay that invoice, and I think she's using QuickBooks or Quicken to do that, and they can just click a link and pay via credit card. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here because we were talking about it recently. Probably 75% or 80% of her instructors pay her that quickly within like that moment, that night. So for her, it's the way that she sees it is it costs her a little bit of money, but she gets her cash within a day, sometimes hours, a day or two versus waiting 15, 20, or 30. So she's getting her cash fast. I'm just offering you that as a real world example to say that sometimes it's worth paying a little bit money to get your cash because having that cash in your bank account is more valuable but not having access to any of that cash. I'm not saying that that's always good and that can really add up. If you're doing 100 million in revenue, you're going to pay 2.5 million in credit card fees, which you're probably going to get reduced because you're at $100 million and you're going to negotiate with the processor. So you do have to balance that. But if you're growing and you need that cash, something to think about. So collection days is a very important metric to be monitoring on a regular basis for your cash flow. Inventory turnover. If you're a services company, you can just hit fast forward about 60 seconds and we'll go into the next one. However, if you do have inventory, you want to be watching your inventory turnover. So that's how fast does what I call a cohort of inventory turnover, meaning last out from that order, how fast can you turn that inventory into cash? Ideally, you want to turn that fast. You don't want inventory sitting in your warehouse for eight months, 12 months. You're losing money. That's effectively, as I'm sure those of you who have inventory and have felt this pain, it's basically cash tied up in the warehouse and you don't want that. So you really want to focus on what that inventory turnover number is and you want to make sure that that's happening quickly. Third one is payment days. This is how long you take to pay your providers, people, contractors, whoever whoever that is. By on one side, you want to extend that out as far as possible so that you keep your cash in the bank. On the other hand, I found that actually paying vendors quickly, I usually get better service. I'm not saying that it should be that way, but if you pay people quickly, they will notice that. And with that, you'll come to the beginning of the list if you need something special or you need something last minute or whatever that is, they're probably going to be more willing to do you a favor. It's just human nature. 
So you want to have a balance. And again, just like collection days, on payment days that you pay everyone, you want to have that discussion. Now, employees, this doesn't apply. I'm not talking about that. You really need to get on a schedule with your employees, whether that's weekly or biweekly. In some cases, we've done it uh, monthly even for people who wanted that. But in general, I, th- I think the rule is biweekly is sort of the norm. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all your other vendors, contractors, and have the discussion up front with them because they're probably smaller businesses. If they're bigger businesses, even big businesses have problems with cash flow. But have that discussion up front instead of just letting it be unsaid and then extending it out or you're, you pay in 45 days and they expected it 30 and now everybody's expectations are mismatched. And when expectations are mis- mismatched, usually harder discussions happen, to, to put it lightly. So have these discussions up front. Sometimes it can be uncomfortable, but that uncomfortable conversation is probably going to alleviate problems down the line. So in review, three must monitor cash flow metrics, say that four times, are collection days, inventory turnover if you have inventory, and payment days. You want to be watching these. And the, the last thing I'll leave you with is I like to look at cash flow in a spreadsheet at least 12 months view. And you really want to plan out at least six, 12 ideally, so that you understand what your cash flow is. You do not want to get caught in a situation where you need cash all of a sudden. It's a terrible position to be in. In fact, I will tell you, suggest to you that if you're in a good position right now listening and you say, hey, I'm good, then I would suggest you go out and get a line of credit now. I don't care what it is. Maybe you get 25, 50, 100, 250, depending on the size of your business. Some businesses need more. Some need a million, two, five. Whatever that is, is get a line of credit revolver when you don't need it so that when you do need it, you have it. And borrow against it periodically on purpose. Yeah, sure, it's going to cost you a, a little bit to borrow it when you don't need it, but it's also going to build credibility with your lender. And then if you, when you do need it, you'll have it. And if you need more, that discussion becomes easier. So I will offer you that having done it both ways. I will tell you that getting it when you don't need it is much better. And any growing business is likely going to need cash, especially one that's growing super fast. It's just, it's just the way it works. You've got cash, you've got cash going out, investing in the growth and it may not be coming in as fast. And in my experience, you just need that capital. Whether And, and you may decide if you're a growing business that you're going to raise money and get venture capital or angel investors, whatever that is, which is totally fine. But going back to what I said, look at your cash flow statement in a spreadsheet. And some people will say to me, well, Brandon, I'm not a numbers person. Okay, then I hope you have a numbers person that you trust and that is monitoring that for you. Accountants do accounting for you. They don't always monitor your business unless you have an accountant or someone who is in an accounting function 
that you have an agreement that they are watching this for you. Accountants count the, count the money, usually do your taxes for you. So you, you, you don't have to be a numbers person, but you need to, in that case, have someone who is or become a numbers person. You can become a numbers person. You just have to study the spreadsheet. And candidly speaking, your business is in the spreadsheet. Really, your financial model is how your business operates. If you've set up that model, I, I hesitate to say correctly, but correctly, you have marketing tabs, you have all these tabs, and you can see how that money flows and basically see your business model at work with the way the money is flowing. So either get someone who understands and is monitoring this or become good at it. You can print this out. You can teach yourself. You can get help. There's plenty of resources out there that can help you. So there you go. Those are three cash flow metrics to monitor. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. You can subscribe on YouTube if you're watching it, and you can subscribe on any podcast player out there to get all of the episodes. If you have any questions, please leave them in the comments or shoot me an email. I always try to answer everyone that writes in. And lastly, thanks for listening. We'll connect connect in the next episode. Bye, everyone. 